Welcome to Living Wisely, Living Well, Timeless Wisdom to Enrich Every Day with Asha Nayaswamy, one of the spiritual directors of Ananda Palo Alto and a founding member of Ananda Worldwide. If you enjoy this content and are inspired by the teachings of Paramahansa Yogananda and his disciple Swami Kriyananda, find Asha on YouTube, Facebook, all podcast directories, and her website, ashajoy.org. Living Wisely, Living Well, January 22nd. To make your thoughts interesting, infuse melody into your speech. A flat voice suggests a flat personality. If you yourself are interested in what you are saying, let your voice express that interest. Don't use words as mere beasts of burden for your ideas. Automatically, if you, in a sense, sing your words, your voice will gain in cadence, color, and rhythm. You know, there's so much that is so interesting about communication, which is what we're, we're in a section now um, in this month in Swamiji's book where we're talking a lot about different ways to communicate. And communication is such a huge part of happiness in life. You know, being able to feel that, that uh, we can express what we feel and that other people will understand what we feel and will receive what we feel with the spirit in which we offer it. So this, what he's talking about now, you know, a flat versus a rich voice. Just recently I, I met someone for the first time just over the telephone and we weren't talking in a, we weren't talking in a, a, a visual. There was no visual. And it was, a person just had a very interesting voice, just full of commitment and kind of rich and colorful in the way that they spoke. And I've never even seen the person. I probably will eventually. But it was like I was already interested, as opposed to someone who just kind of just talks. And so then we really went, and I didn't really know why we were going, but we were there. And then afterwards we had to go, and we had to do this, and we had to do that. And there's no break, there's no change in the rhythm, there's no change in the tone, there's no emphasis. Every The vibration of every word is the same as the vibration of all the other words. Swamiji said something which is so extremely interesting. You know, words are vibration. They're sound. And sound is a, is a force. So whenever we're talking, we're actually sending a, a force, which is sound, out. And it has a certain vibration to it. And we ourselves are made of sound vibrations. The ohm vibration is the source of all creation. This is getting into a, a metaphysical reality. But sound really goes into us. And so the, the, the literal tone and the rhythm of what we say actually permeates us. And, and every object that we're representing symbolically with words has a vibratory reality. You know, an orange, an apple, um, the word anger, the word love, you know, the word divine joy, the word rose, gardenia, you know, the word hurry. All of these have a vibration and part of what makes communication clear is when we use the words and infuse those words, at least to some extent, with the actual vibration of what that word is. So you can say the word love. I just love. I really love what you're doing. I think what you're doing is just 
it's, it's just, it's, it's, it's beautiful. It's, it's just beautiful what you're doing. It's just, you don't, you don't really feel beautiful and you don't really feel love in those words. You know, Swamiji, who spoke multiple languages, um, several European languages, when, when Ananda was first setting up a work in Europe, he spoke French and Spanish and German, and all of the interest in our work was in Italy. <laughs> so he had to take up and learn Italian. And he said he, his incentive to learn Italian was high, but it became very high when he was being translated w- one day. And now I can't, I can't say the full Italian sentence, but it was feel the peace. And the word peace is pace. I can't remember what feel is, siento or something like that. So he says, feel the peace, and his translator says, feel the pace, like that. And he thought, I have to learn this language. I'm trying to lead them into meditation, and she's saying, feel the pace. And it's just like there was no peace, absolutely none, in what she was saying. And he said, I'll never, I'll never get this work off the ground if I'm going to be translated. It was, the, it was the same words, feel the peace. It's a very simple words. But you either feel the peace or you just say words. So when we're talking, we have to really think about what we're saying. And also then, you see, you have to commit yourself to what you're saying. And this is also a lot of times why people speak in a very flat voice. They, they don't really want to expose themselves. They don't want to expose what they're really feeling. This is also a lot of times why People talk really, really fast, and as soon as they're, they're just before one idea is finished, they're just on to the next idea, and they're telling you that, you know, if you really feel this way, then this is what's going to happen, and then God is going to come to you, and after God comes to you, you'll feel His grace. I mean, really, literally. But it's, it's easy to say those words. It's much harder to really open your heart and say those words. You know, just really express something that's really important to you, that you actually feel really deeply. If you, if you were really going to try to communicate it, you have to be in the moment, and you have to be with the words, and you have to put your whole self behind it. So talking fast in a monotone, even if you're using really great words, if you're just racing right past them, then you don't ever really have to be involved. You feel like you've said what needs to be said, but you haven't really given of yourself. And so a lot of times... A flat voice may be a very justified, or or what feels like a very justified need to protect yourself from exposure. So we can also learn about ourselves because the voice is a unique characteristic. Voice prints are unique identity tools um, undermined nowadays by technology where all these things can be faked. But nonetheless, your voice is still your voice. And even when they undermine it with technology, they string together your words because it's your voice. So you can also, we can also find out about ourselves by listening to our voices. And I remember at a certain point when I was very early in, um, very early in my, my, my life, that's the word I want to use, <laughs> very early in my life of uh, talking to people about these teachings, I remember listening to my voice one day, listening to a talk I gave, and uh, she was so unpleasant to listen to. <laughs> I thought nobody's going to want to listen to her, you know, because of many of the things I'm saying. I could just hear it, 
It's like I was really clever with the words, but I just, I, I couldn't, I couldn't open myself to other people. So I presented the words in a vibration of self-protection. And the vibration of self-protection is not magnetic. So we, we can, and I, I really, I didn't realize that's what I was doing. But when I heard the sound of my voice, I thought to myself, why would she talk like that? You know, if I were just hearing this and I, it wasn't me, and somebody had to ask me, what is that woman doing? And it was obvious to me what she was doing. And it wasn't what I was trying to do. So Swami also says, you know, to make your thoughts interesting, infuse melody into your speech. And sometimes when I've been trying to help people whose way of speaking does not seem as magnetic as it could be, I ask them, you know, if, you're, if you were singing, because in some cases people can sing well, but they still speak in a different way. I said, when you sing, you don't rush. You know, every, every syllable has a note that matches it, and you have to give every note the energy that it's required. You can't just, like, lose interest halfway through and just hurry on to the next one because it has a mandated way of expressing itself because the melody is ruling the words. And you can't make the words rule the melody because then it's not the song anymore. So everything has a melody, even if it doesn't sound like a music, a musical piece. It has a melody in the sense that, uh, let's see, Swami, when he was talking about music, he said melody uh, represents our aspirations. He says one of the reasons that modern music now, I mean, literally sometimes has no melody. It's just words put out in a rhythm. There's just no melody. is because people have lost their way. And they, they don't really aspire to a higher state of consciousness. We're an atheistic, materialistic society, and we're just trying to get ahead on the material plane. So the only melody we have is this boop, 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 this driving beat, you know. Sometimes the beats are interesting. I like beats. I like rhythm. But we just have this driving rhythm. We're never soaring. We're just plowing forward like this. But... That's a melody, and that melody says, I'm just going to walk right over you, or I'm just going to get where I'm going. But other kinds of rhythm are upward moving. Other kinds of inner melodies is what I'm really trying to say. So when we speak, we have to listen. Why would, why would a man or a woman talk like that? You know, what, what, would, what, is, what are they really trying to tell me about who they are? They might be talking about how frightened they are, they might be telling me how angry they are, how bored they are, how self-protective they are, how discouraged, how depressed. You know, you people who are really depressed, you know what their voices are like. They can just barely get the words out. And there, again, there's no color, there's no rhythm, there's no melody to it. And what you can also do, you see, we can gain access to our inner states of consciousness because the body and the mind and the spirit are all very interconnected. You can't, like, this is the body, this is the mind, this is the spirit. It's, it's soup. You know, when you have soup and you put all the ingredients together, you can't separate, you know, you can't separate the bouillon from the, the flavor of the onions and the flavor of the carrots from the celery. It's just all come in there together. It's all working together. But sometimes it's easier to access 
the inside from the outside. And that's why, for example, that's why you do yoga postures. You, you put yourself into a particular position that has a physiological relationship to a state of mind, which has a relationship to a state of the spirit. And then the way Ananda Yoga works, you add an affirmation to that, which, which elevates and deepens your understanding even more. So you start by putting your body in the position, but then by adding these other elements, you access a deeper level of yourself. So by listening to the sound of our voice and making a decision, uh, making a conscious decision about who I would like to be and whether or not my voice reflects who I would like to be, and then we begin to try to change our voice and the effort to change our voice and the way that we speak to the world you know, puts us in relationship to all those inner forces that unconsciously have been molding the sound of our voice. So we start using our willpower to access many times very deep feelings that we really would be unconscious of otherwise. I've certainly noticed in many circumstances I, I, could, I suddenly hear something in my voice which is not really what I want to be saying. It's either nervousness or tension or boredom or impatience um, or, or, or depression. I'll just hear that, you know, just, I just sound really dull. And I'm talking, but I just sound really dull and bored. And the more I talk dull and bored, the more dull and bored I am. But all of a sudden, let's get some enthusiasm going for what we're doing. I was remembering I was in a restaurant and the waiter was about to take my plate away, but there was one more little morsel of whatever delicious thing I had just been served. And I remember just because of the way I am, just a moment I said, and I very dramatically stabbed it and then took the last little morsel and then laid down my fork and offered him my plate. And I thought to myself, that's what I learned from Swami, enthusiasm. You know, I could have just eaten it and given him my plate. But why, why, why do things um, in an ordinary way when we can infuse them with the joy of our inner spirit? And our voice is a very good place to start. You know, who am I? Who do I want to be? How do I want other people to feel me? And what can I do to make that a reality. So Swamiji says, to make your thoughts interesting, infuse melody into your speech. A flat voice suggests a flat personality. If you yourself are interested in what you are saying, let your, let your voice express that interest. Don't use words as mere beasts of burden for your ideas. Automatically, if you, in a sense, sing your words, your voice will gain in cadence, color, and rhythm. God bless you, my friends. Our work is made possible by inspired listeners. So if you feel to support Asha, you can make a one-time donation or for unique members-only content, subscribe through Patreon. Blessings and thank you.